Well, you're not going to bust a nut anytime we're in the ring. After I beat you and satisfy all the Hulkamaniacs, I'm going to get off by cranking your knob just a little beyond the breaking point. Hello and welcome to Armbar, the 1004th Wrestling Podcast. I am Todd Suliano, zooming through the internet as always with... Old clothes horse Dixon. I like that one. We are, we are joined once again by... Uh, Jesse Matthews. It should be Jesse Five-Star Penis Matthews. Yes, Jesse Five-Star Penis Matthews. Had a, got the hot tag, had to get the run in tonight. Yes, because we had a... A guest that had to pull out because he had to go to work. Wow, what a jabroni! Good pull-out game over there. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was Ric Flair. His Walmart greeter called him. His manager called him in. He's got to be a greeter tonight. <laughs> before we get pay into, that alimony. <laughs> before we get into what the show's about, I want to uh, ask you guys something real quick. Have y'all ever enjoyed a shower beer? Yeah, I have. Except I find it's a lot of work, but yeah, I enjoy it. I don't know. I'm weird about the shower, though. Jesse, have you ever had a shower beer? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I at least tried it. Well, let me, let me ask you, like, when you when you had your shower beer, Cole, what, do you remember what kind it was? <laughs> no way, dude. I don't know. It's probably like a, maybe it was like a fat tire. Or maybe it was like an Ananda or something. I don't know when I had it. I can't even remember. See, my last shower beer was just a couple of days ago. And <laughs> actually, I think it was yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. And the reason why is because I had spent an hour outside mowing my front yard and it was hot as shit out. And after I took it, after I got out, I was like, I just, I needed to get in the shower and I don't want something to cool me down. And I wasn't going to take a Gatorade in the shower because shower Gatorade just doesn't really roll off the tongue yeah. <laughs> yeah what kind of heathen would drink a gatorade in the shower exactly and <laughs> like monster are you like i wasn't gonna take any water because like that would just be weird so i looked in my <laughs> fridge. i've definitely done that before i've definitely taken ice cold water to the shower before but i, I looked in my fridge and i was trying to decide what beer i want to take and i had three choices one of my white claws my last black is beautiful imperial stout beer or this delicious Wiseacre Bow Echo Hazy IPA. And I chose the, um, the White Claw. And I chose it because in my mind, I was already <laughs> hot as shit. I did not think a thick Imperial Stout would go great. An IPA would also not be that great. And at least with a White Claw, it's refreshing. And I can think of it as watermelon juice. Yeah, I always get baffled when people drink stouts at like a beer fest that's like in late september early september late august and it's just hot as fuck around yeah. there like sipping little little taster let me get my taster of this dark syrup bourbon barrel aged i don't yeah, know I, I, I it's can't not for me it. so technically you had a hard seltzer shower i guess instead of a uh, beer shower beer yeah shower seltzer shower seltzer that's <laughs> that sounds about right I didn't know the uh, the bow echo bow echo was uh, in cans. I, I've had it on tap, but I haven't had the can. 
Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty damn tasty. Well, I'll look for it next time. Maybe this weekend. Have you tried the tiger tail yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. I had like a shitload of beer left over from a birthday party. So excuses, excuses, man. Drink all that instead. Got blasted on Sunday. Not a smart time. Not a smart idea. Wait, Sunday? That was when we met up at Mendelssohn with Jonathan, wasn't it? Yeah, then I got home and got blasted watching Impact Rebellion. <laughs> but yeah, it anyway. was not smart. I felt like shit on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Something else I wanted to talk to you guys about is uh, are you guys aware that Chelsea Green has a podcast now? Uh, um, doesn't she have like a isn't she like a co-host with somebody or something? No, she does a show like her and somebody else. She does a <laughs> show called Fifty Shades of Green with Chelsea Green. Oh and cool name. I don't know if there's just been I don't know if there's just been one episode or two episodes. You think we can get her on on here to promote her podcast? Do you think that she would do that? <laughs> oh, I kind of <laughs> absolutely. Yo, speaking of Chelsea Green, I randomly came across something earlier that was like a, a whole bunch of ideas uh, the creative team pitched for her in WWE. Todd, have you seen this yet? Or no, Cole, I have not. Have seen this? I haven't okay, seen now, this either. Okay, Todd, take, take it from here. I'm going to have to look this up so I can <laughs> I can pull this back up and find it real fast. All right, well, even been, I don't think there's even been one episode of her show. Oh, no, no there, it launched this week. Okay. Yeah, there has been. See, like the thing is, I listened to it earlier when I was out driving, and <clears throat> it's like it, it has a it's a good idea for a show because it's her talking about her career, and she's apparently going to be talking about sex, which is weird because she dates Matt Card or she's engaged in Matt Cardona. Oh man, get to hear about fucking Zack Ryder's Long Island boner. <laughs> But like it wasn't a great long, his Long Island iced D. There we go. Yeah. That's what it. That's what I was looking for. It, it wasn't a great podcast. Like there wasn't anything wrong with it per se. But it just it was just her for twenty two minutes talking, and when you are just talking to yourself for twenty two minutes, you kind of run out of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we've never done that with two or three people. Yeah. Um, well, she, like, at one point she was talking about how since she was in middle school, she likes to eat popcorn before she goes to bed. So she still does that to this day. And she was like, I'll, I'll eat any type of popcorn, cheddar, caramel, protein. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, you're just fucking naming popcorn flavors. <clears throat> what the hell is protein popcorn? I need to know more about protein popcorn. Is you that just it, putting... No, you can get it at a vitamin shop. Yeah. Oh, popcorn is really good. It is I good, but like, well, I love popcorn. But protein popcorn sounds gross as shit. I like uh, I like popcorn. But like, I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to talk shit about her or anything. Because like, doing a podcast can be difficult if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And I'm not saying she doesn't know what she's doing, but I mean, it's just it's it's just her talking. In my opinion, she needs to get like a producer to speak in, and so it's at least like she's talking to somebody instead of just herself. Or she needs to get a co-host. I can't, also, I can't. Regardless of yeah. who it is, I really can't listen to any solo podcasts or anything like that. <clears throat> I can't do it. Yeah, she could at least get like a producer or something just to kind of be like somewhat of a co-host. Yeah. Also, because uh, it's called Fifty Shades of Green. Apparently, another podcast called Fifty Shades of Green launched last week. Also, and this one is about weed. 
<laughs> that's so. yeah, that's cool. She should just uh just also talk about weed yeah. on her show. I would love to listen to her talk about weed for 20 minutes. All right, I, I found this, and this is according to her. So this is not no uh no dirt sheet uh writer making this up. Serve this, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Macho Wait, Man has a broken arm. This is a one, <laughs> two, three, four, five gimmicks that were pitched to her that either Vince McMahon shot down or that she shot down. This is according to her. A Daisy Duke character. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> okay. A sexy nun for Seth Rollins' Messiah cult gimmick. That events idea. <laughs> that has the... <sighs> Dominic, Dominic, Dominic Mysterio's girlfriend. <laughs> Somebody else got that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they did the other way around. That's right. Never mind. <laughs> and this is really the only good one out of the five is a Mickey James hardcore fan stalker. Yeah. I, oh, were, I love that. Were, she was trying to push that one on Twitter. Yeah, I remember. I remember when she was doing that. And then still they both run, she could still run that angle somewhere else now that they both don't work there. Hell yeah, that's gonna be in the impact zone. <laughs> yeah, July, brother. Maybe. She'll show up. She'll be the only person in the crowd because they're not. They still don't have crowds by then, or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they're in. Aren't they in Nashville? Why don't they have crowds? Like I'm pretty sure they could have crowds if they wanted to. Yeah, they. Sh- I'm sure they could. The governor. Yeah, absolutely, they could. They had, they had crowds <laughs> at a wrestling yeah, show here. Yeah. Our, our wonderful governor did just say that the pandemic is over. I mean, she could have had. I mean, they could t- they could have run impact out of a fucking Kid Rock's bar, and they would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! The, the Im- impact live here from Broad Street. I mean, the fucking <laughs> the Memphis wrestling here does it in front of a crowd. How can impact? Yeah, they did it. They did a TV taping like a month ago, or, or it was this month. Days anyway, ago. this is the this is the fifth and final one that got shot down, yeah. and this may be <laughs> the most absurd one out of all of them. There was it was a a gimmick to be pitched that was Triconics. She was oh, was going to be the third <laughs> member of Iconics, which included her having a fake Aussie accent. Yes, okay, there we go. And she would and she would try to split up the Iconics. This almost happened during the iconic surprise breakup at the tag team, but never Honestly, came into fruition as Vince declined all of the ideas. That would have been cool because the three of them were trained by Lance Storm. I, I, I the fake, uh, the fake Australian accent, whatever, would just piss me off. Yeah, that, that would have been, been so funny. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm on board with that. I think that's the best part about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah those are uh five storylines or gimmick ideas that were turned down like i think the the australian thing the iconics thing would have been cool just because they were all three trained by lance storm but if they would have made that the angle is why they're together and not she's also an australian lady who <laughs> doesn't like them how bad would it have been if they would have did that and then they would have fired all three of them? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That would have been as bad as when Teddy, I think it was Teddy Long or Paul, I think it was Paul Heyman fired um, Farouk on SmackDown and then like two days later, WWE announced that he was released. Oh, I forgot about uh, that. 
Poor guy. But apparently he was already planning on retiring, but that just to me seems like they were like, hey, can you say this so we don't look like shitty people? Tough Donnie. So before we before we get into also what the show's about, Colt, did you watch anything good this week? Well, uh, yeah, like I said, I watched uh, Impact Rebellion. It was uh, it was pretty good. The opener, the X Division opener, was was a fun match. And what else was good on that show? Well, the main event was good. I was trying to remember <laughs> anything else that happened. From what I read, the pay per view actually did a really good buy rate for Impact. Yeah, I mean, surprising. It, it worked on me. Shit to promote it. Like, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, so I stupid. Too. They really didn't. They didn't run any. They barely talked about it last Wednesday. I was wrong. I thought they said didn't say anything about it, but they absolutely. Don was like, and Kenny's going for the title this Sunday or something like real <laughs> I, quick. I still don't understand why they didn't have Rich Swan on the AEW at least once because that at least on me, the go home show that to me just went ahead and said. This guy does not matter. Yeah, he's just a, he's just a cock. He could easily <clears throat> fucking put the title on a crash test dummy and let Kenny hit it with the one winged angel and call it a night. Someone but that was, but it was a good match though. I mean, I enjoyed that too. And they brought Morrow back, and he was pretty good. He was. Someone, I, I liked him. Someone on Reddit pitched a great idea that I'm completely on board for. You go like I told you that my my thing my idea what they should do is have Moose just beat the shit out of Kenny on an episode of AEW. But someone on Reddit said that they should have Kenny do a open challenge at Slammiversary and Samoa Joe answer the challenge and just beat the shit out of him and win the title. That would be amazing. Yeah. Like, I would be completely on board with that. See people thinking that, like, Kenny's going to drop the AEW title at, like, all or nothing, which I, I think if, if that's, like, a September show, I think. Uh, I don't really see him losing the belt this year. I don't, I mean, that seems too quick for this like big, like belt collector gimmick, but I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb, but that's my prediction is he does not lose the title this year. Put that in the bank. I'll bet everybody a hundred dollars. I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't want to say I will take you on that. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to do that. I'm too cheap no, for that I, shit. I don't buy you a six pack. I don't think he's losing the AEW title for a while either, but yeah, I also think like, I don't see him losing the TNA or impact belt before he loses the AEW title. Like there's no yeah. way he's going to lose an impact before he loses. The AEW yeah. Title. That man, that man, well, he the did only, actually get uh, pinned, I think in the six man that he was at uh, one of their impact shows. But, the only yeah, way I think he's not gonna, the singles. The only way I think he's going to lose an impact title before the AEW title is if it's a scurry finish. And they, they they teased a screwy finish on 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 rebellion. Actually, did you know about that? Were you aware of that? No. Did you, did you hear about this? Did you see this? They uh <laughs> they had a, there was an angle backstage like thirty minutes before the match where like Tony Khan and Scott Demore were talking, and they both had their like respective referees behind them. They had Brian Hebner and uh fucking Aubrey Edwards and. Tony was like, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily trust this impact referee to only do it. Not to mention, what's his last name? Hebner? Okay. <laughs> so we're going to have, so they had this, so they did the two ref gimmicks. So I figured that Aubrey would do a screw job, but then she was like a good referee and, and didn't fuck on impact or Kenny. So it was a, it was a completely clean finish. He completely stopped him with the one winged angel. 
That was nice. They like did the reverse swerve because I thought it was my brain was trained that they were like not going to give the title away clean and they fucking did it. Jesse, let me ask you this. Um, are you aware that Tim Donahue has debuted in MLW? Isn't that like a fucking NBA referee or something? Yeah, he's the NBA referee that yeah, was kicked team. out of the league. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is he doing in MLW? He's playing a, a crooked referee who gets paid to throw matches. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> that <laughs> That's is awesome. Funny. He called. Uh, he, he's this guy who, in the early two thousands, like took money from people to to basically fix NBA games for gamblers that he would bet on also. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's and, terrible. And, like, and he got in like, a lot of trouble for it. Like, he went to jail and everything. Okay, good. Well, that's good while. at least. Yeah, and it, that's... It, wasn't, it wasn't just him doing it. It was a bunch of referees, but he was like the main head honcho, so he was the one that got in trouble. But it, like at one point, he wrote, he wrote a book about it, and he said like there was some referee, I can't remember the guy's name, and he wrote in his book that if uh, this referee was plant was roughing a game that the Memphis Grizzlies were in the Grizzlies were going to win because that referee was really go- close friends with our coach at the time Mike Fratello and there's no such thing as the NBA network where you can go back and look at previous games but if there ever, if there ever is I'm going to look at look at all those fucking Grizzlies games that referee was in and see how badly we won and how unfair it was that we won. Because <laughs> maybe we, maybe we only made the playoffs those three times because we had a referee in our pocket. Who knows? God, that's sad probably. to think about. Probably so. Don't say probably so. We actually did really good. In 2002-2003, we had a 28-win season. And then the next year, we won 50 games and made the playoffs. Don't talk shit, motherfucker. Or did we? Dude, I will, <clears throat> I will hang up this podcast and did, close uh... it. <laughs> Did y'all watch uh, Dynamite? The last, uh, the last Dynamite. I'm gonna be completely honest. Together. I have not watched any wrestling this week because I'm so burned out <coughs> from watching so much indie wrestling lately. <laughs> well, <laughs> good because if you want to watch bad indie wrestling, you know AEW's thing. I, I will say one so. thing. Oh, come on, it was a, say, it was a fine show. <laughs> I'll say one thing. <laughs> the show was okay. I had to get a little big. <laughs> I'll say one thing. I watched the Orange Cassidy versus Penta match, and oh, I was I was talking to Colt about this. Hate it, hate it. Hate I was it. talking to Colt about this, and the fact that the Canadian Destroyer was used as a setup move and not a devastating finish pissed me off. And Bruh. it's not Bruh. even the fact that it's not even like Penta was the one who started doing that. The fact that these days, so many people like Ricky fucking Morton does it. As if it's Bro. a clothesline. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about me? Ricky Morton? Dude, bad fucking bunny did it on WrestleMania. Then they talked about it on Twitter. Like, yeah, he learned how to do the Canadian Destroyer just yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, one of the most devastating moves in professional wrestling. Some untrained uh, rapper can, can learn how to do it in a day. Poor, poor Petey Williams. <laughs> So, but anyway, outperformed by another musician. (laughs) Since it's all what he does now, I guess. Well, I won't talk about Dynamite too much, but I did want to say one thing that I actually, I absolutely freaking love this. (laughs) I love that they're calling Nakazawa or whatever his name is, Michael Nakazawa. I think that's it. Yeah, him and Brandon Cutler. 
I love how their Kenny Omega was calling him their goons. <laughs> that was such a goofy segment. He had such like '80s villain, act, like '80s villain. It was so good. Like at the end of the show, he's like, "That's not the only goon we have." Brandon Cutler, get out there and get him. Like, like I'm stumbling out of the thing. Fucking jacket, the young boy jacket, and he's got that face uh-huh. mask on. He looked like such an asshole. Imagine, God, he, him getting like a few months ago to come out on like dark in his fucking dragon gear, and now he looks yeah. like such a fucking dweeb. Now it's so that's commitment. Oh, oh man, yeah. Well, next I time he it. talks about bringing in a goon, he needs to actually bring in the goon. Oh, and he's Canadian, so he might know him. I mean the. The goon himself is actually from Minnesota. Well, that's close enough. <laughs> Jesse, you're aware that we saw Kenny Omega at the Ring of Honor show we went to in 2008, aren't you? I had no idea. Yep. That's hilarious. <laughs> what was he? What was he really? doing there? At the, was it Nashville? Where yeah. was it? Uh, let me I look. Know the, let me look the card I, up real quick. I know we saw one of the Bushwhackers. I remember him. Yeah, that was <laughs> that weird. must have been that must have been the one show that well not the one obviously but that must have been one of the ones that I missed. It was Southern Hostility. Briscoe Brothers and Kenny Omega defeated Kenny King, Sauronaro, and Rhett Titus. I remember uh, hanging out with Kenny King afterwards. Yeah, he talked shit to me on my Red Sox. That was uh, the best part Kenny. of the whole thing. <laughs> The oh, see that this card was pretty good. Like we got to see uh, the Briscoe brothers the first time. I, I was fucking huge fans of them. Kenny Omega, who like at the time I didn't really know much about, but looking back on it, it's cool that we saw him before he blew up. I saw Delirious Russell. I was a huge fan of Delirious. Sarah Del Rey, who I was a huge fucking fan of, and who I put on my Mount Rushmore. <clears throat> Uh, Larry Sweeney saw Larry Sweeney live, which is just amazing. And of course, the match Jesse's talking about Jake and Dave Chris versus Grizzly Redwood and Bushwhacker Luke. Oh, God, it was the right. Chris it... Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, we should have whooped his ass. Irish Airborne. That's Ugh. fucking hilarious. Man, what a show. And you yeah, had, he like three, came was... and like sat beside us or something like after their match or something. Yeah. Like such That's a good card. Now, there were three other matches that were really good. There was Austin Aries and Necro Butcher versus the Age of the Fall, Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black, Brian Danielson versus Claudio Castagnoli in a no DQ match, which was a fucking fantastic match. And the main event, Nigel McGinnis versus Murfreesboro, Tennessee's own Jerry Lynn. My God, what a fucking <laughs> hell of a main event. That was a great match, too. And, like, it's crazy because, like, the show happened at Vanderbilt University's gym. And when we got there, the first thing Jesse and I did was just look around because we had seen Vanderbilt's gym on March Madness, like, and on, like, just ESPN. And they have the coolest basketball arena because, like, it's just one side of it is for fans. And it just looks so massive because all the fans are on one side. And the other side is just a brick wall where the court is. <laughs> That's cool. <clears throat> and there's also like a four foot drop from the court to the floor. Yeah, the, the court's like elevated. It's really freaking yeah. weird. Oh, That's... also at that show was the dude who uh, was mean to death in like 2008 for it's still real to me, damn it. He was there. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that guy. He's fucking crying. Oh, man. What a hero. 
All right. Um, we, should we go about. into? Should we get into what the show's about? I mean, yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, before we do that, I'm gonna take a pause for the cause because I'm out of beer. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. So if you guys need to go pee pee or anything, you should go do that now. Oh, it's too early for me to do that. I haven't finished my water yet. Oh, I'm gonna get a beer. <laughs> I gotta gonna drink me a lot more water before I have to do that. <laughs> I feel like I pee too much. I need to talk to my doctor or something. <laughs> Getting worried here. <laughs> I always like to convince myself, oh well, you drink a lot of water, so yeah. <laughs> it's probably fine. It's probably not your it's bladder, your prostate, or something. Normal. <laughs> We're back. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like anchor, fucking down, baby. Uh, so yeah, t- today we're going to be talking about shows, historic shows, shows that we love, that we would love to go and go back and v- and witness with our own eyes, in person, as these thirty-plus-year-olds that we are now. We're talking absolutely. Theoretically speaking, we have a time machine where we, where we can only go to wrestling shows. Yeah, it's only three wrestling shows. Yes. <laughs> All we have available. What's wrong with this time machine? This shit sucks, yeah, I bro. I want to talk to you guys real quick about something that's not about this, but it's kind of about this. Because I was one of the shows I was thinking of putting on here was uh, WCW Great American Bash 1998. And the reason why is because that's always been one of my favorite WCW pay-per-views. And sorry, a little beer burp. The reason why is because I remember when I was eight years old, my mom and my grandma coming into the den and asking my brother and me if we wanted to go to the Mid-South Coliseum to see David Blaine live the magician (laughs) holy shit and we were both like yeah that sounds really cool yeah fuck yeah (laughs) yeah mom and uh it's like they were like there's a catch like okay Uh it's june 14th (laughs) david blake gets to saw you both in half (laughs) (laughs) so it's june 14th uh in a few weeks and we're like oh and june 14th was the date of Great American Bash in 1998. <laughs> and she's, they said, if you guys don't want to go, we don't have to go. Like, we can stay home and watch wrestling. It's like, all right, yeah, we'll do that. So, yeah, fuck David Blaine. Instead of going to see David <laughs> Blaine, we watch wrestling. Nice. And was there at, any magic on that show? Honestly, yeah, that, it's a great fucking card. The first match is Booker T versus Crispin Moi in the finals of the Best of Seven series for the TV title. Oh, yeah, but that was a great match. Yeah. Second match is Canyon versus Perry Saturn, two of my all time favorite wrestlers. Third match is Demon Lingo versus Chris Jericho for the Cruiserweight title. Fire ass match. Fourth match is Random as Shit, Juventud Guerrero versus Reese. Yeah, my main man, Reese, AKA the <laughs> Yeti. And the weird, the weird thing about this match is that Hoovy won, and the match lasted eight minutes and 45 seconds. 
Man, I want to watch that. I bet that's hot garbage. Yeah, Chavo Guerrero versus Eddie Guerrero. Booker T. Uh, one more time facing off against Fit Finley for the Why TV title. The the best oh. series was for the number one contendership, not the championship. My my mistake. Mm. But it was Booker T versus Fit Finley, which was a great match. And the match that you would think Hoovy and Reese should have gotten this time. Goldberg beat Conan in one minute and 57 seconds. Oh, man. I was hoping he'd lock in the tequila sunrise and make that bald motherfucker tap the other bald motherfucker tap. And the uh, co-main event was NWO Hollywood at Bret Hart and Hollywood Hogan versus Macho Man and Roddy Piper. And the real main event was Roddy Piper versus Macho Man, which lasted a minute and 37 seconds. Yikes. But the true, true main event was Sting versus the Giant for the tag team titles. Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sting and the Giant had won the tag team titles, and Sting was in Wolfpack. The Giant was in NWO White and Black. So they wrestled each other to, to see who would be the champion and who the, the winner would pick their own tag team partner. I believe... The giant said if he won, his his partner would be Scott Hall. And Sting, everyone assumed Sting would pick Lex Luger because Lex and Sting were tag team champions at one point, but Sting actually chose Kevin Nash and they were champions for like three weeks or some shit. I don't know how the fuck they ended, but I remember being so excited when Sting and Nash were champions. (laughs) Either way. What the fuck? (laughs) It's a great pay-per-view up until the Goldberg match. Oh, wow. But that match was fine. I mean, it was a minute yeah. and a half, and it was a Goldberg match. That's the perfect length of a Goldberg match. And, yeah, I remember I, – I love that pay-per-view. I watch it sometimes still to this day, or I did. I don't know if it's on Peacock yet. Yeah, it's it, – I'd like, vote no. Probably. I guess no. And speaking of uh, Peacock and WWE, I know I've asked you guys this, so I want to – like ask you one more time have either one of you watched uh WWE for like hidden treasures yet or whatever that show is called no no you don't really have to it's such a fucking cool show it's just like wrestlers going and looking for their old shit and talking about the stuff they used to fart and sweat in 20 years ago (laughs) accidentally take a shit in and they kind of revealed the plans of like that WWE's planning an actual museum with all their shit that's in the warehouse. Oh. Did they say where they're going to put that? Florida, I assume? No, they haven't said it. In my, in my mind, it'd be cool if it was traveling, like if it went with like every show. But that would probably would be, be really expensive. Insanely expensive. <laughs> they will yeah. have to fire 10,000 more Chelsea Greens to afford that. Oh, they can afford it. They just, then they just, they turn like a record profit. And they signed like I mean, billion dollar TV deals this year. Yeah, that Peacock yeah. deal was unbelievably <clears throat> expensive. But they had to, you know, cut 10 wrestlers to. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Anywho. Also, something else we learned. <clears throat> kind of could have take a take the podcast a little sideways here. Todd might have to mute me. <laughs> but, but also what we learned here recently is <clears throat> if you send someone's personal belongings back, that's a big no-no and you will get fired. 
<laughs> if you rape right, somebody or if you're a child molester, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a weird situation. We we talked about that one a little, uh, I think, <sighs> once. But yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> Other news: <Anyway. laughs> the. Timberwolves beat the Golden State Warriors tonight, which makes the Warriors' record at 31 and 32, which still keeps them in 10th place, one game behind the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies have a record of 31 and 30 right now. They're an eighth seed, and we are currently four games ahead of the New Orleans Pelicans, which is what really matters. Uh, we're gonna win. We're gonna win this year. <clears throat> I mean, I we're not gonna like win. Free, free Tyus Jones. Yeah, such weird like come on dude like i like justice winslow but he does not need to be a point guard for us Mm, well anyway any of those guys will work from it work for mlw in 20 years (laughs) probably okay um yeah we're talking about shows that we we wish we could go to if we had a time machine, we wish we could go back in time and view them now as ourselves, not view them at the age that we were when they happened. Who would like to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll knock out mine real fast. All right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um, I'll name two that uh, it's kind of my honorable mentions. You said you had Great American Bash uh, 98. Yes. Mine would be uh, Bash at the Beach 96. With uh, oh, yeah, being the third man, I think that'd be pretty cool. That that barely missed my list. I mean, I'd not, like to be not just not <clears throat> just the the fact that you would get to see the sh- biggest hill turn in the history of professional wrestling, but you would get to see Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Psychosis. Hell yeah! <clears throat> and the classic double dog rip- collar match: the <clears throat> Nasty Boys versus the Public Enemy. Yo. The Nasty Boys, we've argued about this before. The Nasty Boys used to have some really good WCW pay-per-view matches. Yeah, but here's the thing. <clears throat> Fuck them. <laughs> they are oh, not like I don't, I've never fucking liked them. I always thought they were boring as shit. They were. They always had the the, the fun hardcore matches in WCW. Yeah, that doesn't mean they, 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 how to they always had wrestle. the concession stand brawls with Harlem Heat and Cactus Jacks and Max Moon. <laughs> Not Max Moon. Max Moon. <laughs> what, what was his name? Fucking Cactus Jack always used to be tag team with him when they would fight the Nasty Boys. Shit, <laughs> I don't remember. Not Max Moon. It was like, something me, Moon. It was something look Max. It up. It's Max something. Max fucking. Moon was fucking Conan for yeah, a day. Know, Max. <laughs> oh, Max Payne. Max Payne, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's fucking awesome. What a name. And uh, the second one, and this is uh, not really, didn't barely miss my list, but it was, I'll throw it out there. It's the One Night Stand 2005. Oh, fuck. I thought of, I was actually thinking about naming that one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember watching that with Todd and so, probably some other people we were there with. 
and thinking like this is the most awesome shit in the fucking world. <laughs> Show is so cool. <clears throat> yeah, that was like my favorite. Like I remember that was like I had not like I've watched wrestling back then, but that was like the the first time in like that was in two thousand five. So that's at least like probably since two thousand one where that may, actually made me like care about something. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. It's crazy though. Like the, according to the cage match, like the <clears throat> matches were not very long. Like the longest match was Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero at 10 minutes and 38 seconds. Well, that was back when like the pay-per-views were still like two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, I know. But like in my, but like, I remember the matches being a lot longer, like Dudley boys versus dreamer and Sandman. I remember being a lot longer in 10 minutes. Yeah. I swear that match. I swear that match took 30 minutes, but it was probably just due to the fact that Sandman had his full entrance. Yeah, yeah, that's it's so sweet. That's uh, that's probably why. And like the three way dance was super crazy. Tajiri and Little Guido, I in my <laughs> mind went like fifteen minutes, but apparently it was over in six minutes and in fourteen seconds. Wow! Super crazy follows me on Twitter. I'm just gonna say it again. There were stars of slaughter super crazy so much. <laughs> it's pretty dope. But uh, yeah, the first uh. The first show that I would love to go back in time to and actually see in person is uh, ECW One Night Stand 2006. Whoa. I'd rather go to the second one. Why? <clears throat> because, dude. I have a big idea why. <laughs> <laughs> the RVD and John Cena match is the greatest thing ever. Oh, so not the... Um... Not because of the Taz versus Jerry Lawler. Oh, the, the match that lasts thirty-five seconds. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> no, that that was stupid. Taz actually, Taz actually should have killed him. Actually, that would have been cool. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll say this about that show: my favorite Perfect. match on the whole pay-per-view, besides the main event, was the one that everybody shits on, which is Sabu versus Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it was. It was really good. It just had a stupid fucking ending. What was the ending? I can't remember. Sabu DDT'd right through a table and they rolled a no contest. Yeah. They, they, That's I right. They both hurt really bad. <laughs> I Which see. Granted, <laughs> granted, if that happened on a Liberty pay-per-view, I would have believed that he got fucked up because the table did not break. It just kind of slipped under him and they both fell to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some other matches from the show is uh, Kurt Angle and Randy Orton. FBI versus Super Crazy and Tajiri. I'm sure that's that's a blast. Uh, the Rey Mysterio Sabu match. He says it was only nine minutes long. They should have they should have got 45 minutes. They should have got, <laughs> gotten at least 10 minutes of the Tommy Dreamer, Terry yeah. Funk, Mick Foley Edge match. <clears throat> oh come on. <laughs> uh. Yeah, the co-main event: Balls Mahoney versus Masato Tanaka. Yeah, I'm sure that was a concussion match. Yeah, how's Masada Tanaka still alive is what I want to know. Pretty sure he still wrestles, too. Yeah, he does. So insane. But, uh, yeah, the the Edge and Mick Foley match was really good. Um, Masada Tanaka actually wrestled earlier today for Noah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Did he win? (laughs) Yeah, he actually did. Nice. Nice. But, uh, so. 
like the Edge and the McFoley and the, yeah, that like tag match was. I yeah. don't know. I enjoyed it. It was good, mm. but uh, no, no, it wasn't. No, it was. It was good. It was good. It was Why? Fun. Because the finish was Edge having sexual intercourse with Beulah in the ring. I mean, you know, I don't know. They, I think that was like when Lita was like her gimmick was a stupid, very uh, messed up whore when she was managing Edge. Yes. I think that was my favorite version of Lita. I think. They worked a... together really well. They were that was an awesome pairing. Mm. I feel like Cold. they've kind of buried that over the years. Cold, yes, yeah. you like to hear an inappropriate Lita story? <laughs> sure. Jesse, myself, <laughs> Jr., and our friend TJ went to Spin Street in Memphis to rest a in peace. Lucha Gore's autograph signing. Lucha oh Gore's was Lita's punk band. And they were in town. Oh. They were playing a show at the High Tone that night. And uh, we went there to meet them. We got there and we realized that nobody else was there to meet them. So none of us, none of us did, besides Jr. who bought a CD and he got it signed. And we were standing off, trying to think like, should we go over there? It would be really weird to not, but it would also be weird to do it because we would only be wanting to meet Lita. Yeah, and I, I did not want to buy their dumb CD either. Yeah, because they were not a good band. <laughs> I think I remember trying to look up a track, and it was just like, I'm garbage. Not, I'm not paying $20 to get a lead autograph. <laughs> and uh, TJ, we were all standing near the restroom, and TJ just randomly looks at me and Jesse and goes, hey, doesn't Lita have fake titties? And as soon as he said that, Lita came out of the bathroom and walked, walked right past us. <laughs> So there's oh, no way in hell she didn't hear him. No. <laughs> didn't she have like her dog or something there too? I think so. I, for some well, reason, that's I awesome. remember, like a random dog being there. For Man, some y'all could have met. That's better reason. than meeting Lita. Meeting Lita's <laughs> dog. And then they, they performed at Spin Street for about three people, including the employee who was filming it for their MySpace page. <laughs> Man, the story out, is shout at MySpace Tom. What a beautiful time capsule the story was. Man. And I felt so horrible. I can only go back. I felt so horrible hey, machine. for my friend sitting there saying, Doesn't she have fake titties? <laughs> that like I did not even walk past that area where they were signing autographs for the rest of the time we were there. <laughs> like, I'm, going, I'm going to the car. <laughs> Uh, but yes, um, the second one on my list that I would like to go back in time to go watch is uh, WrestleMania three. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. No, yes, it sir. It'd be fun live. Yeah, that would be the freaking uh, the greatest spot fest in the history of wrestling match you know randy savage versus uh ricky steamboat would be fun to watch yeah that match all would be fun to watch random, but then you would you would still see like po- hey hey bro hey, hey hey bro we uh we just lower it down here thank you <laughs> all the other random four minute matches you would still see like billy jack haynes versus hercules <laughs> <laughs> at least it's only four minutes and you would also see the, the Haiti kid, Hillbilly Jim, and Little Beaver versus King Kong Bundy, Little Tokyo, and Lord Littlebrook. This was one year 
one year, one year after King Kong Bundy main evented WrestleMania two, he was in the second match teaming up with two little people and lost to Hillbilly Jim and his little people tag team in four well, minutes. You know, uh, Hillbilly Jim was over, pal. He is over. <laughs> you had King Harley Race defeated the Junkyard Dog in four minutes. Talk about a match that is so out of freaking place. <laughs> like, when was WrestleMania 3? Like, in like, 87? Yeah. When it was? Like, if that match would have been in, like, 82, like, that match would have been badass. Butch but, uh, Reed yeah, versus Coco Beware went three minutes and 39 seconds. <laughs> I told you they were all four. All the <laughs> matches are four minutes long. <laughs> Roddy Piper and Adrian Adonis went six minutes and 54 seconds. This was supposed to be oh. Roddy Piper's retirement match, if I remember correctly. Well, that's why they gave him a little bit of extra time. I don't like this choice. Well, you know what? This, that's why it's my choice. It's not your choice, pal. Can I veto this? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're going to Detroit, 1982. Seven. <laughs> yeah, boy. We're we're gonna see we're going to see Hulk Hogan come out to Real American and press slam that no good giant over his head and slam him down to the mat. You know, you can actually drop, see that drop in the big leg and one, two, three. You can actually see that in two thousand seven at the FedEx forum here. You can see Hulk Hogan body slam the big show. <laughs> because WWE didn't want Hulk Hogan to wrestle Jerry Lawler on that show, so he pulled out and Big Show took his place. I I, I still don't know if I regret not going to that or not. Oh, I definitely <laughs> don't. <laughs> like, like I feel like I could probably could have got in for like five dollars. I bet it was fun. Have you ever heard about oh. that show, Colt? I'm vaguely familiar with it. That's the one where, for, correct me if I'm wrong. In fact, edit this out if I'm wrong. But that's the one where Big Show was like, Big Show is my slave name or whatever. Didn't he say yeah. that at that show? Yeah, that's awesome. What a guy. <laughs> what a fucking guy. It was God, a so funny. EMG Ultimate Clash of Legends for a crowd of 4,500 in a building that seats like 13... Maybe I think sixteen or seventeen thousand. Nothing in Memphis can draw a crowd. It's so funny. <laughs> We've just like given to, up. Would you like to know the card for this show? Yeah, hit me. Hell yeah! First match: Moondog Cujo versus the Barbarian. Second match: Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Mister Hughes. Yeah. Third match: Jazz versus Christy Ricci, not Christina Ricci. Because Christina Ricci, I definitely would have win. <laughs> that damn match, cat hires. Fourth match in a hardcore match. Abdullah the Butcher versus Al Green went to a no contest. Not the, not, the, not the soul singer Al Green. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Did I, you really think it was Al Green, Al Green? I didn't know. <laughs> it is in Memphis. Yo, this car, this sounds pretty good. I, I kind of regret not going now. You had Bill Dundee and Dutch Mantel versus... Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar. <laughs> Brutus Beefcake. Brutus Beefcake and Bubba the Love Sponge versus the New Assassins. Fucking Yo, who, Bubba the Love Sponge. Who were the New Assassins? 
Well, on cage match, it says question mark, question mark, question mark, and question mark, question mark, question mark. That so they was, don't even know. That was but he knows. Derek King, wasn't it? That was Derek King, <laughs> probably. It was Derek King and Dustin Starr, I guarantee yeah, it. Probably. <laughs> Let's tweet at him and ask. I bet they know. Oh, yeah, my. Brian Christopher <laughs> defeated Buff Bagwell. Oh, man. And Battle of some sexy boys there. For oh, yeah. Uh, Memphis Wrestling Southern Tag Team Championships. You had Kid Cash and Ricky Morton defeating Too Cool Two, Flex, and Tim Grind. Oh, no. <laughs> Too Cool no. Two? That's shameful. Don't do that. That's worse than the new <laughs> oh. rockers or whatever. Oh, I used to God. see Flex I, I... of Tim of Too Cool Two at Wolf Chase Mall all the time. You see by his, his gear from Hot Topic. Yeah, dude. I oh, was just going to tell a story about Too Cool Two at the Wolf Chase Mall. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this was this was like 2004 ish. <clears throat> uh, this is when I had a girlfriend back then called at work at the FedEx or not FedEx, but at the uh, freaking Wolf Chase Mall. By the way, this sounds saw, bad that you said like 2004. This is when I had a girlfriend. Is <laughs> 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 2004 when I had a girlfriend. <laughs> Man, times are hard. <laughs> it's been a long been a long 17 years <laughs> been a long sad years <laughs> before you continue but, uh, the main event of the show was hulk hogan versus paul white obviously go ahead yes anyway uh she saw that there was two wrestlers there and uh for some reason my other friend michael was at the mall doing something so he was talking to her and she was like hey jesse likes wrestling do you think he would want their autograph or a picture of them or anything oh, and no. michael was like who, who are they and uh she was like, and then they figured out it was too cool. And at first, he thought it was like too cool, like Brian Christopher. And, uh, like Scott the real Taylor. too cool. <laughs> yeah, the real, and then he realized it was t- too cool, too. And then he was like, no, Jesse does not give a fuck about these people. <laughs> <laughs> Very wise man. <laughs> but yeah. And now that guy is a drug addict. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That sucks. Uh, That's the nutbush tell that's as old as time <laughs> nutbush championship wrestling <laughs> SMBW right there boy <laughs> some shoot battle royals <sighs> right, and the number one show well, I guess not really my number one show but the last one I would really like to go to is uh, WWF Bad Blood 1997 to see my favorite match of all time Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker in the very first Hell in a Cell with the yes. best debut ever in Cade. That's what I'm talking about. I would love to be. And I was looking at the rest of the card. So I haven't actually watched the whole pay-per-view in forever. I'd normally just watch that match. And uh, this, this this show had great matches such as The Nation of Domination, D'Lo Brown, Kama Mustafa, and Rocky Maivia defeat the Legion of Doom. <laughs> we had a... Uh, a there was a tag team mini match with uh, Max Mini and Nova winning. <laughs> not, not Hollywood Supernova. Yeah, not Hollywood Supernova. Shout out to BWO and Big Stevie Cool. <laughs> and then there was a, a great classic between the Godwins and the Headbangers. Yeah. I don't remember this match at all, but it, it might have been good. Owen Hart versus Farouk for the Intercontinental title. I bet that was pretty good. Yeah, that could have been good. It went seven minutes. Yeah. 
It also had a, a, a very exciting eight-man tag match. The Disciples of Apocalypse. <laughs> Eight Ball, Chains, Crush, and Skull. Oh. It would have been better. Versus Los Bariquas. And I remember loving WWE when they had all the, the gang warfare stuff. Yeah. And now in AEW, there's like 20 stables and I think it's <laughs> fucking so stupid. <laughs> people like, have to, people have friends. <laughs> I get they can have some friends, but <sighs> they all and they're all their friends are logo designers and they come up with names. <laughs> what the hell? So is, is Scorpio Sky just not in SCU no more? Did they just decide he's, he's a, not he's in there a, no more? He's a grumpy man who likes to hang out with Ethan, Ethan Page now, I guess. I don't fully know. <laughs> he's out. He's free. Uh, he, he grabbed the brass ring and then became a ran- then he joined a random tag team. And he betrayed <laughs> his best friend. It, it looked like a sonic ring. <laughs> it was so funny. What a funny prop. And then... uh. The semi-main event of the night was a a very, very stupid (laughs) tag team flag match between Bret Hart and the British Bulldog as they took on the Patriot and Vader. Because when I think about American pride, I think of Vader. Big fucking Van Vader, that's right. (laughs) Big fucking Van Vader. Do you know what is crazy about that match? (laughs) Is that the Patriot... I remember the Patriot coming in and having a hell of a run, and he was only in WWF on like the on TV from July twenty first, nineteen ninety seven, to October twenty first, nineteen ninety seven. He was literally brought in only because of the big Canada versus USA thing. That's the only reason at all he was brought in. What a storied career. Do you think Dale Wilkes is going to be in the WWE Hall of Fame? Well, okay, so the thing about that is he actually won the majority of his matches. The only matches he lost were in Canada against Bret Hart for the world title and house shows. <laughs> of course he's not gonna lose. He's the mother he's of fucking America. Ground zero against Bret Hart for the world title. So he he lost, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six matches, seven matches, eight, nine, ten, eleven matches out of thirty-six or thirty-five on TV. I would have I would have much rather than brought in Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And gave him a fucking push to the moon that year. Yeah, that would have been so good. Patriot. This man won had a had a, ended his WWF run with a record of twenty four and eleven. His first his first match as the Patriot on TV was actually a loss in a dark match. He lost to Rockabilly. That doesn't count. <laughs> also, Rockabilly, he would beat anybody. No unsanctioned match right there, brother. <laughs> Actually, no, he lost record. his first match too. He lost his very first match against Triple H by count out. Yeah, brother, always going over. <laughs> He's going over with this move. Yeah, he he had such a short run, but I remember him having a long answer. He wrestled on two pay-per-views, Bad Blood and Ground Zero. Man. Hey man, he was he was literally only brought in to feud with the Hart Foundation. 
It's so fucking stupid. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, those are my three shows I would love to go back in time and go to. That's WrestleMania 3, Bad Blood 97, and ECW One Night Stand 2006. Also, so that Bad WCW Blood match. The Bad Blood pay-per-view was supposed to have the finale of the feud with Goldust and Brian Pillman. But as everyone is well aware, Brian Pillman actually passed away that day. So that match was canceled. The storyline was canceled, obviously. And the next night on Raw, Vince McMahon interviewed Brian Pillman's widow on live television and asked her really weird things about Brian Pillman being dead. Yeah. Vince McMahon doing something fucking shitty. Wow. I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. Shocked and appalled. I'm fucking shocked. And I'm appalled. <laughs> you ain't Paul. You're the man that steals. <laughs> uh, Colt, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, I'll go because I don't want to be the main event. I <laughs> I had a hard time. I actually had, felt like I had a hard time with this, but I've, I've, I pulled some out. I've, I pulled some out of my ass that, you know, because I got got on ECW One Night Stand 2005. I was going to name that one as one of them. So I'm not going to rename it. But one of the ones I'd love to go to is the fucking Ring of Honor Joe versus Kobashi show. Would have been so much fun to be there, especially now if I could time travel back, be there, even knowing the results of the show and stuff. Well, see, I mean, that's the that thing. That's the all thing. the results. When you time travel, you don't know the results. Oh, oh, so we're doing a time travel mind erasure thing, yeah, too. Like you you oh. go to the show because presently you know it's a badass show, but at the show, you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, that makes Ooh. it even more fucking awesome. Well, I, I'm still going with this one, and then I'm also definitely going with one of the ones I almost canceled then. So I'm going to go with that. I had uh, started out with uh, Claudio Castagnoli. God damn it. Claudio Castagnoli versus Colt Cabana. That's Get on good match. Wait, hold on. I don't have any times on here. Cage match is fucking on me, dude. Okay, here we go. And uh, it was like an eight-minute match. I remember watching the DVD and thinking it was pretty good. Uh, so that's a good one. They've got uh, old Christopher Daniels defeating Asriel and Matt Seidel in a 13-minute three-way dance, starting with Matt Seidel eliminating Asriel and then Daniels getting Seidel. I always forget how long Matt Seidel has been around. It's so funny. Fucking uh, this one, also another great one. Sal Vernaro and Tony Mamaluke defeat BJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs for the tag team titles. That's a fucking classic right there. Match classic. I still love watching the Jimmy Jacobs and Lacey saga. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's like an all-time great indie storyline, Ring of Honor storyline. If there were to be trying to recreate it with Zack Ryder and Eve Torres, it would not work. <laughs> That's because nobody pushed Jimmy off of a stage in a wheelchair. That's true. She just, he just got his heart broken. He came back and hung the Briscoe brothers while blood poured on him. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what you get. Next up, we had the pure title match. It was Nigel McGinnis defeating Jay Lethal, retaining his title. That was another good one. I always like the pure rules. I'm kind of glad that they brought that back. It's a it's a it's a neat kind of gimmick match. Um, got ourselves a grudge match between old Roddy Strong and Jimmy Rave. Roddy with the dub, and then uh, followed up, of course, Ricky Reyes and Pele Primo. I don't really remember this one. It was like a oh, I see. That's why I don't remember. It was a fucking fifty second match. <laughs> really, the undercard of the show was just like there. 
I mean, it would have been fun, especially in that audience. But uh, here's another one good. But this next one would have, was actually awesome. I remember this one. James Gibson defeats Jimmy Yang. Fucking yeah, dude. Jimmy Wang Yang. And then, uh, you know, after that, Jack Evans defeats Homicide. That would have been another Let's good go. one. <laughs> that would have been another good one. <laughs> then motherfucking Kenta Kobashi and Samoa Joe. 23-minute match where they just whipped each other's ass. God, that would have been so cool. Especially, like, front row. I assume our time travel tickets get us front row. Oh, yes. Front row, leaning over, smacking the ROH sign. Yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the good shit. That that would have been a fucking dope show to go to. I'd kill kill to do that. I'd kill a man. I'd kill Hitler with our time machine. Just to go to Ring of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one I was going to go with was old WrestleMania 30, especially knowing like that it would be completely, you know, new to me or whatever. Man, that'd be a cool show. Because if obviously the uh, that's got the, the beautiful story of Daniel Bryan, the fucking streak breaking, that would have been crazy to have been there. I actually have a friend who was there in the nosebleeds and the story he tells about it is just awesome. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be a, a pretty sick moment to be in that yeah. Undertaker losing. Whew. Just hearing <clears throat> the fucking crowd just lose their yeah, will can, to live. <laughs> I can top that actually. Jesse and I have a friend whose name is a single letter who is at Over the Edge 1999 when Owen Hart passed away. Oh no. Oh, God. That's terrible. <laughs> Man, that's got to weigh on him. From his recollection, he said no one knew what happened and everyone thought it was fake. Yeah, he was really young at the time. He was like 10, 10 or 11. Man. Feel, if he had been like a little older, I think he would have, probably would have fucked with him a little more. Yeah. yeah, I bet so, yeah. Yeah, I imagine the initial reaction was like this fake, but I'm sure obviously very quickly realize how serious it was so i can run down the card of wrestlemania 30 but uh i don't really want to obviously another one the big moments was cesaro winning the battle royal that would have been a nice like moment i love that push he got afterwards yeah well you know a boy could dream right there and then uh immediately be disappointed the next week (laughs) and of course there was that john cena bray wyatt match and that one was fine it was okay uh, Bray, Bray, Bray should have won, or John should have hit him with the chair, but they didn't do either. I, I, so, I, I just want to, I just gotta cut a little sidebar here. Does does Bray Wyatt suck? <laughs> I think there's a possibility that he has reached I mean, his peak, and he's not getting I mean, any better. He's definitely not getting any better. But like, <laughs> they they ruined the Fiend storyline. They ruined the the Wyatt family stuff. Does Bray Wyatt just suck? Somebody must really hate him backstage. I think who did he piss off? I think if he wants to come back and be the top guy, he needs to go away for six months, come back as Husky Hairs, and pretend like Bray Wyatt (laughs) never happened. It. uh, But I I was thinking of this the other day. It's like, does does he just suck? Like, (laughs) what's a really good Bray Wyatt match? What is it? Like, man, that's a damn good Bray Wyatt match. I, I can say I can say one. His cage Don't match you... with Daniel Bryan on Raw 
the night Daniel Bryan turned on the Wyatt family. Yeah, that was a good one. Daniel Bryan well, in that, that cool jumpsuit. Yeah, Daniel well, Bryan that, got concussed that match and did not remember anything about it. And when he was on the, the top of the cage doing the yes chant, the cameraman had to tell him what to do because he didn't know where he was. <laughs> but that, awesome. But yeah, but that it was a cage match, so that means it's going to be highlighted a lot more. And it's Daniel and Bryan. Did Bray Wyatt have anything to do with that match being good? I mean, he was in it. I mean, besides, <laughs> you know, did, did anything about that match be like, man, I, I love when Bray Wyatt did that in his match. Actually, I don't this even was, think that was the match. I don't think it was either. I thought it was like some kind of random like tag match or handicap. Yeah, I don't think that was the match. Yet. I thought they they had a singles match at Royal. It was a Royal, Royal Rumble, Rumble yeah. but it was it was not in a cage. And I thought it was fine. It was. I think it was my favorite Bray Wyatt match. <laughs> if I had to guess, it's probably that or this, any of the, the match any was, of the like six men they had with uh, the Shield were good. But I don't the know match if that was, was the the Usos versus Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan in the cage match. Wow. Well, it definitely wasn't good because of him. Man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of dudes in that match. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Bray Wyatt kind of sucks. Yeah, he might. Wasn't my joke <laughs> prediction for the WrestleMania that they were just gonna they were just gonna have a normal ass match or something, and then it totally happened. <laughs> him and Randy. I think so. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Too good. Or Bray Wyatt. Well, what's your What's your third uh well if i yeah i didn't realize until the episode started that we had to pick a third one so I, <laughs> but i picked one, but a I, hat here but i did pick one uh yeah i picked it out of a hat what is this <laughs> no um i went with wrestle kingdom nine because that was the first new japan show uh i watched ever so going back in time to watch that would be pretty fucking cool that's the one that was uh the Intercontinental title was Nakamura versus Ibushi, and the heavyweight title match was Tanahashi defeats Okada. And basically, starting at the the UWFI rules match between Suzuki and Sakuraba, that whole show is perfect to the end. Uh, it's so good. I mean, there's decent like multi-man undercard shit, uh, but that's not really worth talking about. <laughs> it was all fine. Like the fucking uh, Suzuki Sakuraba match. I haven't watched it in forever, but I remember it being just really cool. Makabe versus Ishii was brutal as shit as men just beating the Christ out of each other. The junior heavyweight title match featuring our boy Kenny Omega versus Taguchi. Big match Taguchi. Uh, that was a good one. That was my first Kenny Omega experience, and I was like, man, this guy comes up to this weird Final Fantasy theme song sounding music. I love it. <laughs> cool jacket. This guy's the star. <laughs> I, I was fucking right. And uh, I fucking, yeah, there was the heavyweight title match. That's not worth talking about. AJ Styles and Naito was a, was a fine match. I mean, AJ and Naito are both good, but that was before Naito was cool. <laughs> And then, yeah, that fucking Nakamura and Ibushi match blew my fucking mind when I saw it live, live quote unquote live. That was the greatest match I'd ever seen up until that point. I hadn't seen anything like it. I still think it's just holds up. It's incredible. So seeing that would have been good. And then, of course, Tanahashi and Okada would have was a great match as well. So I don't know. That show would have been amazing to go to. It's not necessarily very historic, but 
I guess it is because it was the first English language pay per view for New Japan, and now they're like, do it for all their shows. Thanks, Jeff Jarrett. No joke. <laughs> That's the other reason I want to go. I get to see Jeff Jarrett in the Bullet Club colors, baby. <laughs> Sucking <God>. slap nuts. <laughs> don't piss, don't piss him off. <laughs> Be sure to check out the uh, brand new Double J Jeff Jarrett podcast on Comrade Thompson Network. That's right. Yeah, because they're obviously a sponsor of this. <laughs> you don't I, you know i'm getting money from jeff jared on the side go to adfreeshows.com to subscribe to a bunch of pay, paid podcasts like chris heroes which i'll never listen to because i'm not going to pay for a fucking podcast <laughs> i thought about paying for one or two but not for chris heroes sorry chris i'm sure <clears throat> it's really interesting but that's not for me i i almost signed up for freaking uh conad's podcast <laughs> i almost signed up for like they really like, I don't know if y'all listen to Keeping It 100 with him and Disco Inferno in them. No. But, like, they cut – they the actual show is, like, three hours long. They, like, cut it up. Jesus. And, like, make it, like, an hour long with, like, all – they'll play, like, three minutes of, like, a 20-minute interview. <laughs> or they'll they'll cut – they'll, like, do, like, a review. And they'll, like, put, like, one match on the actual review. And you got you to pay the freaking Patreon – and uh, like, could you get the whole review? It's like, man, I really want to get the whole review from these guys. <laughs> Don't want to pay this like ten dollars someone. Pay them the big bucks. Yeah, it's big, big time stuff. But yeah, I didn't ever do it. All right, so I guess it's my turn. Yeah, it's your main turn, event, Daddyo. <laughs> this first match is uh, it's a runner up for me. This is a WCW house show from 1998 that I actually went to as a kid. And the reason why I would want to go to it now is so I could appreciate it more. This card had uh, featured Eugene Agata. It featured the British Bulldog. It featured Perry Saturn, Lex Luger, the Giant. And the main event for the first time ever was Sting versus Bret Hart. The first and only time I've ever seen Bret Hart wrestle, the first and only time I've ever seen Sting wrestle live, Actually, no, it's not true. He wrestled in a battle royal in an episode of Thunder I went to. That's not important, though. <laughs> I got to see Sting uh, made of it raw. That was the only time I've seen him wrestle live <laughs> against the big show. But, like, Sting and Bret Hart, from what I remember, it was a great match. I'm sure that's just nostalgia goggles and eight-year-old me thinking seeing Sting live was amazing because at the time Sting was my favorite wrestler. He's still my favorite wrestler of all time, but at the time he was just the man to me. So that's one that I, I would love to go back to and see and appreciate more, but it's not one of my top three. My first one, this one featured, it's, it's a WrestleMania. It featured such great matches as the Texas Tornado versus Dino Bravo, the Rockers versus the Haku and the Barbarian, Jake Roberts versus Rick Martell in a blindfold match. <laughs> And a match that it was about a man who just wanted to make sure his family could stay warm. Sergeant Slaughter versus Hulk Hogan in the main event. Oh, my God. I cannot believe. Because I would want to run in and throw sand in Hulk Hogan's eyes. Because he, <laughs> he practically took food out of Sergeant Slaughter's wife's mouth when he dropped that leg on him and ended his run as the top 
highest drawing wrestler of all time in the WWF. I wish that atomic leg drop had decapitated Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> That's very yeah, racist of you. Salt, Eddie, you could have thrown like an exploding camera. <laughs> oh, no, lay down for no salt, brother. This match holy is holy exploding cameras. This match, according to Cage Match, has it's the highest rated match on the show, according to Cage Match, with a rating of 2.41 based on 16 votes. It's, it has to be out of votes. it has to be out of three stars, though. I mean, two almost two and a half stars out of three stars. That that, that makes most sense to me. Yeah, the Legion of Doom versus Power and Glory went. That match ended after 59 seconds. Yeah. As you know, most uh, WrestleMania matches should. <laughs> Actually, no, I would not want to go to the show. This, this, this pay-per-view was terrible. The only good match on it was Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man. And I do not want to see Ultimate Warrior win a match. <laughs> I just wanted to know what your reaction would be if I said I wanted to go to that pay-per-view to see <laughs> Mad as hell. But honestly, the first one I would want to go to is WCW Starcade 1997. That show is notorious for being rather shitty because of the main event of Hulk Hogan versus Sting. But, you, Nick Patrick. <laughs> but it also featured Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko in the opening match in a 15-minute classic, in my opinion. It's not. It's not... The Malenko Guerrero classic from ECW, but it's still a damn good match. It featured. Uh oh, I accidentally closed it out. Uh oh, uh, it Control featured <laughs> the NWO of Randy Macho Man or Macho Man Randy Savage versus and Scott Norton and Vincent defeated Ray Trailer and the Steiner Brothers. Hell yeah, Steiner Brothers. Best Go, tag team. Goldberg. Goldberg defeated Steve Mongo McMichael, and this match was rated negative one star, according to oh, the man. Wrestling Observer. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. Also, shout out to Steve Mongo McMichael's with yeah, he's uh, going through Eric right now. So, positive, good vibes to Mongo. This match, though, I do remember it being absolute crap, and I feel bad saying sending good vibes to Mongo when I'm about to talk shit about a match he was in. Well, I mean, he was a Bad wrestler, but like this, this was the <laughs> doesn't feud. mean he's a bad person. This was the feud that was about Mongo's Super Bowl ring. That's right. <laughs> where Goldberg was saying that it should be his, even though Goldberg was not in the NFL when Mongo was. <laughs> <laughs> well, why you know, when a, you spear so many people, you finally get a why, Super Bowl ring. Why would a face Goldberg? Why would that be what the feud is about? I have no fucking clue. If you want to watch WCW, the like NWO like era WCW, it's best to like watch like watch from when Scott Hall appeared up until like the last Nitro of this Starcade. Don't watch this Starcade. Just just watch between those. <laughs> just watch one approximately one year of WCW. Yeah, watch watch the build up to Sting and Hogan. Don't actually watch the pay per view because <laughs> the build up is amazing. You had uh, Saturn versus Chris Benoit, which I remember really loving because I am a massive, massive, massive fan of Perry Saturn. I will praise him until I, the day I die. He's underrated as shit in professional wrestling. 
Uh, Buff Bagwell versus Lex Luger. My personal favorite match on the whole show, DDP versus Kurt Henning, where DDP finally won the United States Championship and a great finish with the diamond cutter coming off the top rope, if I remember correctly. I might be mistaking that with the finish to SummerSlam 1998. I am. The finish to this match was DDP did a press slam into a diamond cutter. The co-main event was Larry Zabisco versus Eric Bischoff for control of Monday Nitro. This match was... And the main event of Sting versus Hogan was supposed to be the end of the NWO, and that did not happen, obviously. <laughs> and the main event was Damn. Sting versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan <clears throat> and a clusterfuck of a, of a final match. But I can recall the entire match because I've seen it so many times. It was a great fucking match. I, like, I remember the ending of it. Sting looked it into the camera, and he spoke for the first time in over a year. And he spoke in Spanish and confused the hell out of me. <laughs> I still don't know why he decided to speak in Spanish. Wait, did he really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> but yeah, I would I would love to go to WCW Star K nineteen ninety seven because historically speaking, it was a huge, huge pay per view. Even if the main event was lackluster, it would still be great to see the laser light show before Sting came out. Yeah. And you know, just to see Sting's entrance as just the man. because Sting I've, ruined that pay-per-view because he was not tan. If he would have been tan, it would have been good. He was not I mean, tan. He wasn't low. He, he wasn't tan, and he also was not in great shape. <laughs> How come he wasn't lowered from the ceiling for that match? And I don't know, but I'm okay with him not doing that because his entrance was that much greater with the, with the great Starcade setup behind him. Yeah, that, that laser light scorpion or whatever was pretty cool. Like I remember watching that via my free cable black box. <laughs> and I love the fucking pay-per-view. I love that match. I will praise that match and the pay-per-view until I die because I it holds such a nostalgic piece of my heart. I will never let it go. I love that pay-per-view so much. Can't wait to watch it again when it's posted on Peacock in 2025. <laughs> the next one that I choose to see, I wanted to do one WWE, one WCW, one ECW, and I could not choose the ECW. So it is a three-way tie. Oh my god. Inception. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm not doing this to cheat. I just legitimately could not choose which one I would actually want to go to. The first one I chose was ECW Heat Wave 1998. Arguably the greatest ECW pay-per-view of all time. Feature the opening match was Just Incredible versus Jerry Lynn, and Just Incredible's one of his only good matches, in my opinion. That match was rated three and a three and a quarter star, according to old Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Who gives a fuck what he thinks? <laughs> Next match was Chris Candido versus Lance Storm, and I I've seen Chris Candido wrestle live on WCW. I would love to to have seen him in his element in ECW because Chris Candido was somebody who was is an all-time great in my opinion who was tragically taken from the world way 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 too soon yeah i believe the anniversary of his passing was actually this past week yeah yep the next match was masato tanaka versus mike awesome which as you can imagine was a great fucking match yeah the next match was Somehow the lowest rated match, according to Dave Meltzer, 
was Rob Van Dam and Sabu versus Hayabusa, uh, Hayabusa and Jensei Shinzaki. Two stars. He rated that match. Man, man which, hates man. That man hates Sabu. I think, which is outrageous because that match is a classic. You think he hates Sabu? You should hear what he says about Charlotte Flair. <laughs> I love, love, love Jensei Shinzaki. When he was Hakushi in WWF, I loved him. Wait, I, I never, I never knew that he was Hakushi. I never made that connection. It's literally the same gimmick but with a different name. <laughs> I just never put it together. I don't know. I never thought about it. I'm kind of a stupid person, to be fair. He had a great match against Bret Hart in WWF. That's fan fucking tastic. And a great match against the Undertaker in Japan. That's fan fucking tastic. Anyway, this match is great. This match is most uh, remembered for the finish, which was a double leg drop to, I believe, both Hayabusa and Jensen Shinzaki through a table. And uh, the table almost came up and stabbed RVD in the eye. Yikes. It almost took his eye out. It cut his eyelid open, actually. And this match is actually the match that made me choose this pay-per-view for the FTW heavyweight title, Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow, because I am a massive fan of Bam Bam Bigelow, and I Taz was probably my favorite ECW wrestler of all time. And they had some great fucking matches. I... Like, if you if you want to watch a great Bam Bam Bigelow match, you, you would, in my opinion, you would watch his matches against Taz because they their styles match so fucking well. Because it was a David and Goliath, but it was like Taz was Goliath. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think if I'd seen any of their matches. I don't think I have. I'll have to watch that one. Oh man, like... you really you really do. Their yeah. their matches inspired Undertaker spots and Big Show spots and Dirtle UF. Wow. Uh, the main event was a six-man tag team street fight. Spike Dudley, the Sandman, and Tommy Dreamer versus the Dudley Boys, uh, Big Dick Dudley, Bubba Ray Dudley, and Devon Dudley. Shout out to Big Dick getting the main event. Yeah, Big Dick Dudley was the shit. I fucking loved him. Had a dick. <laughs> yeah, that was a fantastic pay-per-view. Great card, in my opinion. There's not a shitty match on that entire show. The second match, second ECW pay-per-view that I could not choose between was uh, ECW Russellpalooza 1997. This match featured Shane Douglas defeating Chris Chetty in the opening contest, the Pitbulls versus the FBI, uh, Little Guido and Tracy Smothers, rest in peace, the Dudley Boys versus Balls Mahoney and the Sandman, Terry Funk versus Chris Candido for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship, Tommy Dreamer versus Raven, where Tommy Dreamer finally beat Raven in a loser must go to EC, must go to WCW match. <laughs> <laughs> Sabu versus Taz in a rematch from Barely Legal. The main event was the Eliminators versus the Dudley Boys for the ECW Tag Team Championships, and the co-main event. I'm talking about this after the this one because it was, in my opinion this was the best match on the whole show because it told the best story it was Taz versus Shane Douglas for the world television title ended in two minutes and 51 seconds and to people out there who are like what how the fuck is that a good match it was a good match because it told a great story the story was that Taz had just lost to Sabu Shane Douglas was doing commentary or he was just like sitting in the eagle's nest 
and he cut a promo talking shit about Shane Douglas. And Taz said, if you come down here, I guarantee I can defeat you within five minutes. Shane Douglas put the title on the line. And Taz beat him in two minutes and 51 seconds for the ECW television title. And the finish was Taz Irish whips Shane Douglas into the corner. Shane Douglas does the thing where you kick up off the, off the corner and you reverse the move. But Taz was waiting for him. And when he kicked up and fell back down, he hit him in the Taz mission. Shane Douglas tapped out. Great fucking finish. Great fucking match. I wanted to recreate that match with this guy Biscuit and Newburn, but I was never able to. <laughs> Damn. That's too bad. It is. And the third ECW show that I could not choose between, and this was one of my favorite shows because this happened on my birthday, and I remember watching this on my birthday when I turned nine years old, January 10th, 1999, Guilty as Charged. Opening matchup was Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney versus Danny Doring and Roadkill versus the FBI of Little Guido and Tracy Smothers. Rest in peace. Second match was Yoshihiro Tajiri versus Super Crazy. Third was John Cronus versus Psycho Sid, Sid Vicious in one minute and 31 seconds. But Master and the ruler of the universe, baby. Fourth match was the Dudley Boys versus New Jack and Spike Dudley. That match got negative one star according to Dave Meltzer, but I'm really enjoying that match. <laughs> Fourth match, or not fourth, the fifth match was Rob Van Dam with Bill Alfonso defeating Lance Storm and his manager, Tammy Lynn Bitch, <laughs> retaining the ECW television title. I remember that very short period of time when they called her Tammy Lynn Bitch. Yeah. Like, I was like, why are they doing this? Like, why do they do that? It was weird. Were they just pissed? Was that when Sonny was in WCW and they were mad about it? Or no, I think she was, in, she was in. Uh, she was in. Sorry, she was in the ECW at the time. Uh, the co-main event, co-main event was just incredible versus Tommy Dreamer in a stairway to hell match. I remember really enjoying that match. And the main event, Taz versus Shane Douglas for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Great fucking match. Great fucking pay-per-view. I loved it when I was nine years old. I still loved it when I'm 31 years old. <laughs> I've, I've been meaning to like go back and watch like a, all of the ECW super cards and pay-per-views and stuff. And the WWE show that I decided to put on my list is the greatest WrestleMania, in my opinion, WrestleMania 19. Opening contest, you had Matt Hardy versus Rey Mysterio. Second match, you had uh, Undertaker versus A-Train and the Big Show. <laughs> Third match. <laughs> Nathan, you know, Nathan Jones you know, was in uh, the Mortal yes, Kombat I was just movie. Say that. <laughs> like Nathan Jones was supposed to be the Undertaker's tag team partner, but he sucked so bad. They're like, no, we no, just we're not doing it. He's too bad. Now he's Third, a successful actor. Third match was a great triple threat match between Trish Stratus, Jazz, and Victoria for the women's championship. You had Team Angle versus Chris Benoit and Rhino versus Los Guerreros. Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. Triple H versus Booker T. Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon. The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the main event Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle, and also. Also, on the pre-show Sunday Night Heat, you had John Cena doing a rap battle against Fabulous, 
well, a picture of Fabulous that was on a cardboard cutout of Mini Me because he was supposed to have a rap battle with Fabulous and Jay Z at that pay per view, but they backed out to the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> they would have buried him, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that pay per view. It's my absolute favorite WrestleMania. I know everyone talks about WrestleMania 17 is the greatest one. I know you and I talked about WrestleMania 17. And I tried my best to sway your opinion in saying that WrestleMania 19 is the best one. And I believe I actually got your opinion to change. Maybe. I don't know. No, I, I did. I I, okay. <laughs> but beside, honestly, besides the Undertaker and A-Train Big Show match, the whole pay-per-view is fucking great. And besides the Playboy pillow fight. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Or, or it was like the Coors Light. Bikini Girls versus Stacy and Tori, which wasn't even a match because it's not even a cage match. But yeah, Limp Biscuit performing Undertaker's theme song to the ring. Shawn Michaels and Chris the Jericho. WWE's favorite band, as I remember Tony Chimble calling them. <laughs> Dude, they they used to say Saliva was WWE's favorite band. They couldn't do that to poor Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah, my my choices were WCW Star K 1997, a tie. I think the ECW Heat Wave 1998, Russell Palooza 1997, and Guilty as Charged 1999, and WrestleMania 19. Which I really, if it wasn't 12, 10 a.m., I would want to go watch all of those shows that I said. <laughs> Just do it. Just stay up all night. I am not going to do that because my wife is going to buy a car in the morning and I'm going to be with our son all day. Just him and make me. Him, like it usually nap. is, but what? Make him nap all day no. while you're, you're he sleeping. Does, he does not do that anymore. <laughs> he used to nap like five hours, and now he naps never. He has quiet time where it's like two and a half hours by himself in his bedroom playing with his cars and trains. Chilling. That sounds nice. I'm going to do that. He has a bunch of like quiet time. He has a bunch yeah. of toy cars, a bunch of trains that he plays with. He has a really – I'll show you – it's a really cool, big ass monster truck that I bought him that he plays with. That's pretty cool. Which it's no, no gra- can... it's no grave digger, but it's it's all right. He it's has a grave cool. digger, but it's not that yeah. big. Yeah, hell yeah. Is that a, the Hulkamania one or the Dungeon of Doom? Oh, it's neither. <laughs> it's the Goldberg Hummer. <laughs> Dude, I uh, <laughs> I downloaded one of the Monster Truck Madness for the N64 and played that just randomly. You mean you I purchased? Think... I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. I purchased a, a copy of it, played it on my N64 Nintendo home console. Nice. Um, and the fucking Wolfpack, like, Sting car. Oh, like, there's the Wolfpack car and the Sting car in that game. <laughs> I bl- was blown away. <laughs> I had oh, no idea there was going to be WCW <laughs> license shit in there. I know there's dead air right now, but I wanted to um, talk to you guys. I don't know if you guys knew about this or not, but like not that long ago in Canada, you know, in Canada, Toys R Us is still a thing. But not that long ago in Canada, they were cleaning out the, like underneath the shelves. This was 2018 and an employee found an unopened sealed copy of Mario Kart 64. Damn. That's fucking dope. Man, I'm jealous. Like, he could, he could, he could have sold that for like a couple hundred dollars probably. Oh, yeah. 
but I'm sure it was probably in the system as being like 80 bucks like they were back in the day. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, uh, we're going right. to discuss one more, one thing real quick. In a couple weeks, we talked about this last week, but last week's show was not released because of shitty audio issues. <laughs> so we're going pl- so to plug it right now. In a couple weeks, Jesse's going to return and we will have a draft we will each draft eight former WWE Intercontinental Champions or current if you want to draft Apollo Crews. And I don't think I'm going to draft him, but you know, <laughs> I hate to give up spoilers. I'll think about it. I might. That's that's my tease. Ooh, we're going to draft. Have to tune in to find out. We're going to draft <laughs> eight former Cruiserweight Champions. And have a 24-man tournament on the next episode. Not not next, as in next week's, but the week after we do the draft. And we will determine who is the greatest WWE champion of all time by taking a small sample. And having the intercontinental, greatest oh, intercontinental champion. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hulk yes. Hogan is the greatest WWE champion of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon. It's official armbar canon. <laughs> all because... If I remember correctly, Jesse thought I had a veto left when we were trying to get like Sarge Slaughter over John Cena. <laughs> Your strategy failed and Hogan won again. Politicking, brother. That's politicking. That's <laughs> politicking 101. So stay tuned for that next week. Assuming he doesn't have to cancel again, we have a really cool guest who's going to come on. And it's going to be a good show. Next week's going to be a good show, hopefully. If not, you know, don't blame me. Don't blame Colt. <laughs> blame yourself. Blame Jesse. Yeah. Because <laughs> that show don't happen. Uh, the guy ain't able to make it. Next week, we're, we're going to be talking blood and guts. Yeah, that's right. Cinco de Mayo, blood and guts. I'm excited. Hey, it's, not, it's not Cinco de Mayo. It's Jesse's birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> my, my homie TK's... Uh, Booking, let me book the, the War Games match. He's finally letting it happen. Nice it's my birthday present to me. I'm excited to watch a War Games match for somebody where people get to blade. <laughs> I'm sad yeah. Cody's not in it, so he can't just fucking squirt everywhere. Oh, you don't think oh. he's gonna do a run out? He's gonna run in where he's like yeah. cutting himself in the forehead as he's running in. <laughs> yeah. Another uh, opinion I have here. Yeah, hit me. <laughs> It's much like Bray Wyatt. Did, does Cody Rhodes suck too? <laughs> I I actually don't think that he does. Uh, I think he's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not entirely on board with this one. Sometimes, sometimes I lean towards yes. He's uh, he's taking a lot of a uh, lot from his dad and books a lot of guy guy at the end of his matches <laughs> there's a lot of random ddp spots that we don't really need i, I will say this <laughs> on the reddit threads of uh dynamite there's always like the match results and it says like so-and-so defeated so-and-so and the next columns say let's say run in with a question mark yeah. There's so many fucking run-ins on Dynamite. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Every match ends like after every match, there's something happens. <laughs> it's, it's it's narrative flow, man. You got to keep the show going. Got to no, mix these storylines. Like, <laughs> no, it's not like the match is over. Then freaking 
red velvet comes out for a promo. It's like the match is over, then somebody gets attacked, and then it's the same thing every <laughs> match. <laughs> somebody in the match that just happened just gets attacked every time. They need to tighten up security. <laughs> Everybody's got a lot of enemies out there in Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville, very dangerous place. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. We'll be back next week for hopefully a good show. If not, it'll be a decent show probably. So for the Armbar 1004th Wrestling Podcast, I am Todd Suliano. I'm Colt Dixon. And I'm Jesse Matthews. And two of us will see you next week. Yeah. <laughs>